Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics and their distributor, Essential Formulas. Improve your digestive health naturally with Dr. O'Hara's. Now available on Amazon. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And uh, we hope that you're all doing well today and wanted to just uh, give you a little information about Conscious Talk Radio. For those of you that might be listening for the very first time, we are a a five-day-a-week show and we uh, talk about health and animals and the environment and relationships (laughs) and spirituality and all sorts of topics and we can talk about anything because we bring consciousness to those subjects and really that's the point is that uh, we talk about consciousness because that's the basis of everything we do and where we come from so how we approach any subject uh it depends on the consciousness behind it. And, you know, also on a practical level, uh, you know, we want to uh, tell you a little bit about our site because not only do we have archives for at least two years, but there's free podcasting. The podcast goes up a couple of hours after the live show. And, uh, you know, obviously that's available to any device and how to sign up for that because it's free is right there on the site. But also um, every guest has a guest page. And if you want to find out about those guests, you can put their name in the search engine. It'll take you to their page. It'll connect you with their websites. There'll be a little bio there and also a play button for any of the shows they've been on. And we have information on the products uh, from the sponsors that come on our show. And, folks, these are all time-tested products. We wouldn't bring them forward if we didn't believe in their efficacy and that we use them ourselves. Uh, We also have a Facebook page that we post a lot of very interesting things. And we stream live into 152 countries. So, um, you know, we're getting out there that way as well, which is available. Um, So, you know, we are one of these shows that are bringing upliftment and empowerment and hopefully inspiration and information into your life. So check out ConsciousTalk.net. And if you are outside of our broadcast area, it's the best way to get the show. And we'll be right back. Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk, can people really see into the future? Well, if that's true, what would that mean? Well, we'll talk to Dr. Julia Mossbridge, a futurist trained in cognitive neuroscience and the author of the book, The Premonition Code. And she has some definite ideas on what might be possible. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And thank you, Benny, and welcome, folks, to another hour 
of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And we're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people that we know of, people that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others, people that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And in this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time, and that listener is you. Well, our special guest today is Julia Mossbridge, Dr. Julia Mossbridge. She's a futurist trained in cognitive neuroscience, and she's a fellow at the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Um, you've heard us speak to people from IONS before. Um, but she's also a visiting scholar at Northwestern University in the Department of Psychology. And Dr. Mossbridge is the co-author of Transcendent Mind, one of the first academic books to examine paranormal experiences published by the American Psychological Association in 2017. Um, her research focus is precognition and the possibility of time travel, which really caught our interest. Mm -hmm. We read her current book, uh, The Premonition Code, which she co-authored with Teresa Chung. Julia, welcome to Conscious Talk. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Brenda. It's great to be here. Well, we want to start off, I think, uh, Julia, by, um, you know, having you explain to our listeners what is precognition. Sure. It's an extremely common and normal experience that has scientific evidence to support that it's actually happening. So let me explain what it is. Um, it is knowing information about a future event, not through the usual means that we think of, like um, I hear a rumble in the clouds and I think it might rain, so I bring my umbrella. So that's our normal sort of sensory route mm -hmm. for information about the future. Another route for information about the future is what I plan to do. So I'm really hungry and I like watermelon, so I have a feeling that I might be eating watermelon soon, and then I get some watermelon and eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's knowing information about the future that's accurate, but that is not accurate because I caused it to happen, and it's not accurate because I either subconsciously or consciously sensed something that gave me a clue. So and the way it—sorry, go ahead. I was just going to—no, just go ahead, and then I'll ask the question. Okay. So the, the way it's sort of—not sort of—the way it is tested in the laboratory is you have a random number generator that selects an event out of a pool of potential events. And events are things like images that are shown or sounds that are played or videos that are played. And that event is selected after someone has already decided what they think the future event is going to be. And that way, uh, there's no subconscious cues or direct action, as far as we know, that could be creating the event. Mm -hmm. So in a way, that's actually different than how most of us usually heard of these kinds of paranormal events. We used to call them uh, ESP, and that's a little different, at least as you described how you tested for it, because that could be something that was going on at the same time. Is that right? Well, yeah, so ESP kind of is an umbrella term for all of these things. It includes things like clairvoyance, where you have information about something happening at concurrently or at the same time. Telepathy, where you um, have information about what, what is in someone else's mind at the same time. Mm -hmm. Precognition, where you have information about a future event. And psychokinesis, which is 
uh, less informational or sensory and and actually ESP can sometimes used to include it anyway, even though ESP stands for extrasensory perception. And that's psychokinesis or mind over matter, using your mind to influence the way the world is, is changing or moving. So all those things are kind of grouped together. The precognition is the one of them that I'd say has a, the bulk. Uh, there's a ton of scientific evidence for precognition. And, um, of course, I'm biased because it's what I've been fascinated <laughs> with for the past 15 or 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let me ask, are clairvoyance and psychics then who do talk about future events, possibilities, and they're all different possibilities. They aren't necessarily going to come true. They're pulling this out of the field of possibility. Are they precogs? Maybe so, uh, and maybe not. And um, certainly they are in a non-scientific sense in that they're talking about future possibilities, and if they're helpful to people, and it's helpful for them to call themselves precogs, that's perfectly fine. Um, Right? And then there's the whole, okay, how do they score on scientific tests of precognition where there's a random number generator rather than someone's life story. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different ball of wax because um, someone could be actual, actually very skilled at getting information about the future prob- probabilities in someone's life, but that skill could be limited to that particular instance where they're helping someone in need. And it might not mean that they're good at computer tasks that we scientists like to test people on. Mm. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> I think that I'd like to be generous with the term precog, mm-hmm. and especially because part of my focus is in, in the world right now around this book is trying to build a community of precogs of all different types who can help uh, change the world for the better yeah. yes. and also use precognition as sort of a mystical path because mm. I believe it is a very uh, healing mystical path mm-hmm. for people to undertake in a mm-hmm. rigorous way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes that it could cross the path of, of what in the spiritual community we refer to as co-creation. Um, I, I'll give you a quick example. Brenda and I moved within this past year. We didn't know where we were going to move other than having a general idea. But we started to, we both, what we said was, well, let's envision where we would like to be and what it would feel like. And we did that separately and then told each other our visions, which happened to be um, extremely similar. And in one day, we found a new place to live that fit the feeling. Now... Is and, that, and, and a fit mostly and, the and vision, mostly too. the vision, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fence we were leaning on was not wood. It ended up being an electric wire fence to hold horses. But the, uh, the vision was we were leaning on a fence looking at horses in a field. Yeah. And, and uh, so is that, does that fall in, that doesn't fall into the uh, scientific certitude of precognition, does it? Yeah, so uh, so let's talk about that because there's these things that we call spontaneous precognitions, um, and there's several kinds of them. Do I do I have time to sort of go in? Well, yeah, we're going to yeah. have time. We're we, we're right. And we'll at, interrupt you when we have to take a yeah, break. Yeah, and then yeah. we'll get into it in the next segment, so you yeah. can go ahead and start. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's several types of spo- types of spontaneous precognition and by spontaneous i mean it's not happening in a lab it's just happening in your life right right mm-hmm. and one of them is the most common is precognitive dreams 
And um, among the second most common are things like just flashes or visions, so something that's not happening right now. You don't know where it comes from, and then it happens later, like, like you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Um, another common one is compulsions, where you don't know why. You don't have a picture in your head of what's going to happen, but you know you need to take a certain action. Um, so that's a very common one. People say, God, I don't know why. I had to go into the baby's room at that particular time, and mm-hmm. then they find out the baby was was suffocating or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's a very common one, too, that it can be considered spontaneous precognition. So you don't have to have conscious awareness of the thing at all. And some people have precognitive dreams, and they only remember them later. So I encourage them to write down their dreams so that they can track them better. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, those are all considered types of precognition, and those are what make scientists want to study this because they are uh, they are phenomena that happen around the world. They're universal uh, phenomena, cross-cultural phenomena, which suggests that they're something to them. Mm-hmm. And so that's what has made me and many other scientists, not many, but the, the, the number of scientists <laughs> who do study these things, motivated to study them. Our own experiences, for the most part, the scientists who do study this have had their own experiences with precognition, but also the experiences of many people. Mm. So I, I don't like saying... Well, that's not real precognition because it's not in the lab. Well, at at the same time, I think it's important to point out that the brain and the mind is very complex. They're very complex, and they get a lot of information, and they process it in parallel, and they can think of interesting predictions that we wouldn't consciously have logically thought of. And so parsing out whether something is fully precognitive in the sense that there was no absolutely no way to predict it versus um, your unconscious mind just being especially skilled at putting together subliminal cues about something, that's what it takes laboratory experiments mm-hmm. to do. Um, one quick question. Do you delineate between brain and mind? Well, you can tell how I was using some hedge words there. Right. Yes. About the brain and the mind and they. Yes. <laughs> so, so, obvi- so hold that thought because we're going to get into that in the next segment here. We're with uh, Dr. Julia Mossbridge. She co-authored a book with Teresa Chung called The Premonition Code, The Science of Precognition, How Sensing the Future Can Change Your Life. To learn more about it, you can go to thepremonitioncode.com or mossbridgeinstitute.com, and we'll be right back. America, we've got your back for immune health this season. It seems that everyone you know has a cold or the flu. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are the number one natural therapy for boosting immune health at this time of the year. Why are probiotics so good? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, you can enhance your overall immune system. Since its origin over 30 years ago, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics has prided itself on purity in creating the certified vegetable vegetarian probiotic supplement free of gluten allergens and gmos natural healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented for three years with 12 probiotic strains to create dr o'hara's trademark postbiotic metabolite blend discover the dr o'hara difference for yourself this cold and flu season dr o'hara's probiotics are available online as well as vitamin shop whole foods sprouts and natural health retailers everywhere get them today 
Hi, my name's John Kunkel. I'm 63 years of age. I watched several YouTube videos of Stephen Hewers and learned what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, Synergy One, and six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds. My joint pain has been reduced significantly. I have a lot of energy that I've never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone, and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone is the only thing that's worked for me. I was seriously considering bariatric surgery, but that's out the window now. Thank you so much, Synergistic Nutrition. With Synergistic Nutrition, we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success. I encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do, your body will celebrate with energy and well-being. Call Synergistic Nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com. Breathe deep, smile, and pay it forward. Conscious Talk Radio. It's a new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning. You're thinking about going back to the gym. Well, the problem is every year it's the same thing. Exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember. And then the next day, you're so sore you can hardly move. Well, that's what Power PH with BioPH was designed to deal with. The active ingredient, BioPH, helps remove the acids your muscles form while exercising, giving you a better workout. Then, you'll be amazed on how PowerPH relieves soreness the next day, so you feel inspired to continue your exercise program into the year instead of giving up after a few attempts. PowerPH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with BioPH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA, BioPH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just five days, Power PH reduced body acid 53% on average while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference Power PH can make in your life. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Discover the power of higher pH. Your body will thank you. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk. And uh, as always, so glad to have you on board. We we learn so many fascinating things and, and meet so, you know, these just wonderful people who are studying the things that we're fascinated with. And that's what we've been doing uh, now in our 18th year here in the Seattle area, our hometown and our home station of KKNW. Um, and today is uh, no exception. We're talking to Dr. Julia Mossbridge. She's a co-author of a book 
called The Premonition Code. And uh, this has been her work. She's a futurist trained in cognitive neuroscience. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, she is an official in this. And uh, this is, you know, it's so funny, um, uh, Doctor. We, uh, <laughs> you know, we talk about things that just in the, when we first started this show, they used to think we're just far out. You know, too far out. Nobody's going to believe this stuff. But, you know, science has been catching up with what we used to call, quote, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and being able to measure and, and experience. Yeah. Yes. So, so what may have been considered an extrasensory perception is now sort, sort of a mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. Which is great. So before the break, I asked you uh, if you would delineate or are you delineating um, uh, between the brain and the mind. So, do you? So, whenever so that's such, whenever so, I was. <laughs> um, I always feel like I'm swimming in glue when someone asks me this question. <laughs> so I get tongue tied <laughs> um, because I was I was raised up so much of my adult life. You know, when I'm one of those people who went to school forever. So I got a master's in neuroscience. I, I got a bachelor's in neuroscience and a master's in neuroscience and then a PhD in psychoacoustics and psychology of sound perception and then did a postdoc in back in cognitive neuroscience and experimental psychology so so that's been most of my life is in the academia world at you know tier one research institutions where the basic assumption is the brain produces the mind hmm. and so while at this while i was being trained in that dogma and i have to say it's dogma because Mm -hmm. frankly what we do know for sure is there's a relationship between the brain and the mind we know that for sure Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't get the directionality we don't you could argue either way on the directionality and there are good arguments for either direction but frankly if you argue just only one direction like the brain creates the mind um, you're missing some an excellent you can't really explain a whole chunk of data and if you argue for the direction that the mind creates the brain or the material world in general, then you have to explain why there's a special relationship between the mind and the brain. So either way, um, you're swimming in glue. I mean, um, the, so then there's another, of course, there's always a third way, which is to say there's a co-creative relationship between the brain and the mind, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is kind of interesting. Another way is to say that the whole material world is an illusion that any relationship between the mind and the brain comes from the mental cultural belief we have that something physical has to cause something mental. I mean, there's so many ways you could go with it and you could paint a nice picture of a model of the relationship between the mind and the brain. But in every case, as far as I can tell, you're leaving out some data. Hmm. And I think so far the best, the best models are the models that take consciousness and unconsciousness, so mind as primary. Yes. And um, I think they, they hold most of the data. Um, and they take the brain as something that is one of the elements of the physical realm that it, that is derived from the mental realm that is related. Uh, there's some kind of correlation. And, and then, the, then you get to the why is there a correlation. If, right. if it's not necessary to have a correlation, why is it there? And you go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fascinating rabbit hole. And what I have learned about myself as a human being and as a scientist is that what I love about science is the open questions and sort of diving in, diving in and going down the rabbit hole and not trying to, the danger 
when people want to hold a particular philosophical or scientific position about this is how it works, the danger is you might foreclose on a solution that makes you happy because your anxiety is reduced because you feel like you know something, <laughs> but that in fact is not accurate, and you can have a much more elegant, beautiful, stunning answer that you never would have thought of if you're willing to sort of not know for a longer period of time. And so my personality is such that as I'm willing to not know for mm -hmm. as long as it takes. And so maybe that means not in my lifetime. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I just want to circle back to something here. And the reason I asked that question is because, and I'm circling back to what Rob told you about our move and what we envisioned and the feeling we put behind it. And I wanted to kind of separate the brain and the mind there. On the brain side of it, we had done no research. We didn't have any statistics. We didn't know what prices were. We didn't know what areas were available. We hadn't had time to research this general area that we wanted to move to. On the mind side of it, we used our feeling, our emotion, our feeling, and our envisioning what we wanted and, and how did that feel when we were there. And, and yeah. here's the interesting thing. When we, when we did get here or right before we got here, this place that we're living in that we are currently renting that we can buy, it looks like, down the road, which we're very open to, but we wanted to rent to see if we were going to like the area we were living in, was already right. basically rented. She had already qualified two families with everything, the, the, you know, the interview forms and the credit reports and everything. And yeah. she said to me, and I'm not sure why I haven't decided. And I laughed and said, because you're waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned <laughs> out. Correct. Right. And, yeah. and it turned out when we got here, uh, we loved it. We knew before we moved, we, before we even got onto the property, that this was our home. We could feel it. It felt right. Mm -hmm. This was the energy that was matching our feelings. And um, she was shocked because it's a way, way, way smaller home than we're used to. It's not a real nice, you know, fancy home like we were used to. And she said, why would you want to rent this? And, you know, we tried to explain because this is home to us. It matches, it matches our vibration. And so that's how we found this place. And she loved us. And she said, you've got it. It's yours. Yeah. So that was mind versus brain. Yeah. Does that we make sense? Yeah. Well, I get that you, that you feel that that was all mine. But I want to say your brain's also, I, I just don't, I don't feel, I feel like there's this antipathy in the spiritual community against anything material. And I feel like there's an antipathy in the scientific community against anything spiritual. And I feel like there just does not need to be this antipathy. And, and so I feel like your brain also could have been getting receiving information from your future, information from your future self, mm -hmm. right. saying, this is our home, mm -hmm. right? So there's mm -hmm. many ways to tell that story. And we don't need to say that one is bad. The reason, the reason we end up having to have that antipathy is because it feels to people who are taking into account things that aren't material. Right. It feels to people who take that into account that there's a giant sledgehammer that comes down on their head, right? I mm -hmm. mean, so when I started doing this kind of research about precognition, it felt like a giant sledgehammer when, when people I respected in the sciences would say to me, you have a great resume. Why would you go do these kind of experiments <laughs> and you're going to ruin your career? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so it's just, it's, so I get why the antipathy develops, but we have to be conscious of it and rise above it and say, now, look, 
the brain exists, the mind exists. What is the relationship between them? How are they both useful? Because nothing exists that's not useful. Right. 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 Yes. And, and I'm glad so, that you said that because that's why I pointed this out. I wanted to get that relationship. I wanted to know what you felt about that relationship between the brain and the mind. Yeah. And what you yeah. explained makes complete sense to us. We're not exclusionary yeah. of one or the other. I just yeah. used that story as an example because it seemed like a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> because you could you could decide it was all mind and had nothing to do with the brain. But obviously, we have a brain and it functions and it's here for a purpose. And I think it can work symbiotically with the mind. And I think there's a ton of evidence that it does. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever known anyone who had a stroke or had any neurological problems, it's pretty clear. You know, you could look at a CAT scan and you can see where the stroke happened, for instance, and then you can look at their abilities and you can see how their abilities are changed. So there's definitely a very symbiotic relationship mm -hmm. there. We just don't understand what it is. Right. But, the, but your story of the house is such a, of where you were going to live is such a perfect story for precognition because that is a very common precognitive experience that even people who don't have many experiences will have. I mean, I mm -hmm. certainly I have had that a very similar story in my most recent home with my husband. We visited it, and they said it was already under contract. And mm -hmm. I just looked at them and said, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to live here, and that mm -hmm. contract's going to fall through. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. And I do feel like that could be my future self. Mm -hmm. You know, essentially, why why would we think that we're not connected to ourselves in time? I mean, right. forget the scientific data, which show that, that at a rate above chance, people are capable of doing this, whether they know it consciously or not. But forget the scientific data for a second and just ask, why, why are we biased to think that the present self is the only self that exists? Right, right. I, I, yeah. I, I so agree. And then in, in just about every uh, metaphysical book we've read, it's all the now is past, present, and future are all happening at the same time, basically. Yeah, right. which, which yes. brings up, you know, our next larger subject, which is time. And, yes. Uh, so we're going to run off to a break here, but I wanted everyone to know we're here with uh, Dr. Julia Mossbridge. We're talking about the Premonition Code, her book on the science of precognition, how sensing the future uh, really can change your life. And if you want to find out more about Dr. Mossbridge, you can go to mossbridgeinstitute.com or thepremonitioncode.com, and we'll be right back. What if you could be your own healer? Well, you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the AIM program of energetic balancing. This exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like Natural Cures and in Dr. Wayne Dyer's There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. The AIM program of energetic balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world. More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of energetic balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order the novel sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration. 
when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat. The shocking truth is, it's not your fault. Science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food due to our depleted soils, which causes acid buildup in the body and a condition called metabolic acidosis. When you are too acidic, fat forms to protect your body. Thus, your diet actually leads to that dreaded bounce back in weight. What you need is Power pH with BioPH, the most powerful alkalizing ingredient ever developed. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven PowerPH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Click your heels together three times. Now you know you're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Conscious Talk. There are three factors that determine the rate at which your body will repair itself. One is the amount of growth factors in your system. Two is the amount and quality of complete proteins in your diet. And three is the health of your liver. After age 28, your ability to repair declines by 10% each passing decade. So by age 40, it has declined by 12%. By age 50, 22%. And by age 70, it has declined 42%. Advances in nutritional science enable you to overcome this rate of deterioration. Synergy One is a powerful product that activates your body's ability to repair. Within one month of usage, 96% of people report that they sleep better, have more energy, a better mood, need less food, and feel stronger. Many people have reported back, joint, and muscle pain going away. Women have reported hot flashes going away, and both genders have reported losses of body fat and a return of their sex drives. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit sgn80.com. That's sgn80.com. Millions just like you suffer from urinary conditions like overactive bladder, urgency, frequency, and infection. You want to avoid antibiotics and go natural, but you just can't drink the amount of cranberry needed to move the problem on. Urinary Tract Rescue with BioPH is the perfect solution. This formula combines the concentrated phytochemicals of cranberry with BioPH, a highly alkalizing ingredient. Urinary Tract Rescue repels urinary infections in two ways. The concentrated phytochemicals in the cranberry help prevent bacteria from clinging to tissue, while BioPH increases the bioavailability of cranberry and reduces the acid level in urine that irritates the tissue and allows for infection in the first place. Stop suffering. Rescue yourself with Urinary Tract Rescue. You'll find Urinary Tract Rescue at Vitamin Life in Redmond or online at vitaminlife.com. For more information, go to powersofph.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back, folks. Thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And uh, always want to point out our website, ConsciousTalk.net, our Facebook page. We'd love for you to join us there and just uh, peruse the website. We have a lot of great information on it, especially our events section this time of year. I'm Brenda Michaels. And I'm Rob Spears, and we're here with Dr. Julia Mossbridge. We're talking about her book, The Premonition Code, uh, The Science of Precognition, How Sensing the Future Can Change Your Life. And I uh, brought up this idea of time. And, you know, I think we have a lot of different ideas of time, but we were fascinated by the fact that um, 
you are looking at the possibility of time travel as part of your uh, research focus. Right. And before you answer that, during the break, you were telling us that there is a great institute here in the Seattle area. Is that it? Where is that and what is it? And you wanted to uh, give them a little plug because it really does research around all this. Yes, I, I think it's really important uh, to support them, and I think they're in your area. So it's University of Washington at Bothell, B-O-T-H-E-L-L, the Bothell campus. And Kate Noble there has pioneered a consciousness studies undergraduate program where students can uh, actually go in and do a minor right now, and she's working towards a major in consciousness studies, which includes questions about precognition and telepathy mm. and also includes questions about what is the relationship between mind and brain Mm -hmm. and actually it doesn't come from a necessarily this point of view that the brain has to come first and create create the mind right oh good that's great information people know about that yeah 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 and all you people out there listening if you've got young folks going to school or college they may be interested in this could it it's so fascinating that's why we're enjoying this conversation Uh, so much yeah i have to tell you years and years ago because it was a long time ago when i was uh, in college Uh, I had a professor who, um, in physics, who said that they had proved, you know, they already knew that a particle could be in two places at once, that, you know, they had done those experiments uh, and, you know, via accelerators, et cetera. They couldn't explain it any other way. And so that started me with a different bent. Uh, when it came to the idea of time, I've always thought that sometime in our, quote, future, um, time travel would be possible. And then you come along, and <laughs> this is something that you have a research focus on. So um, can you explain a little bit about time? Sure, yeah, just a, just a little teaser about time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, kind of, there's two scientific... Um, there's many scientific models of how time works, but there's two sort of warring scientific models. Um, and one is the block universe model where uh, that, that arose as a consequence of Einstein's special theory of relativity. So Einstein and special theory of rel- relativity showed, guess what? There's no such thing as simultaneity that's universally simultaneous. Mm. So two events that you think are simultaneous, someone else who's moving at a different speed relative to you, might not think are simultaneous. Right. Right. And so given that, uh, out of that came this block universe idea that past, present, and future all exist, all exist sort of like a block or a loaf of bread. And we're like the pieces of bread. And as we travel through the universe, we go from one piece of bread to the other. But mm-hmm. it's not like the pieces of bread that we haven't gotten to yet don't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so what we were... that's the block universe model. And that's sort of... Well, that's sort of, it is um, conceptually very different from the model that comes from quantum mechanics, which says, uh, frankly, the future is completely probabilistic and we can't predict it. We could just predict the probabilities, but it's certainly not set in stone. And uh, we don't know how, scientists are having a hard time figuring out how to mesh those two different worldviews. And there's a lot of opinions about it. Mm-hmm. but it's kind of up in the air right now. Mm, yeah. Fascinating. yeah, which makes for an interesting problem if you are a time traveler and you don't know that you're actually going to a time that exists. But 
Yeah. We, you know, or we digress. You <laughs> or yeah, or you don't know you're a time traveler, yeah, right. right? Yes. So, <laughs> right. so, so when we come back from this break, I'll pose this question, and you can address it for us. And that is, where does time and precognition intersect? So we'll yeah, good question. yeah, we'll find that out when we come back. We're here with Dr. Julia Mossbridge. She co-authored with Teresa Chung, and we'll be back after these messages. Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly one in three Americans and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost 20% of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. That's not surprising since high blood pressure or hypertension is often symptomless. Research studies have shown that a daily dose of aged garlic extract can safely and effectively help to reduce blood pressure, as well as benefiting a number of other cardiovascular risk factors. And the most researched and highly respected aged garlic extract is all-natural Kyolic aged garlic extract. Odorless and organically grown, Kyolic aged garlic extract has been clinically tested to support blood pressure and cardiovascular health. So, along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Available at Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, GNC, and fine health food stores everywhere. Conscious Talk. Food for the soul is our mission for nutrition. Be proactive. Sure, you take your daily vitamins, but do you replenish the glutathione levels in your body as part of your long-term health strategy? Glutathione is our body's primary antioxidant. It is unique in its ability to repair and rebuild cellular damage caused by free radicals, exposure to environmental toxins, and the aging process. As we age, our levels decrease, making it important to continually boost our glutathione levels. Why is RegActive so groundbreaking and so important? Backed by over 20 years of published research, RegActive products contain ME3, a patented probiotic delivery system which carries glutathione past our stomach acids and into our bodies, stimulating our own body's production of glutathione. It's a paradigm-changing approach to health and anti-aging wellness. Join our family today. Our RegActive family of glutathione-producing supplements, liver and detox, cardio wellness, and immune and vitality. Be proactive. Choose RegActive. Available online and coming to find natural products retailers nationwide. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back. You're listening to Conscious Talk, and uh, we're having a very interesting conversation. And, and, you know, once again, as we have seen many times, it is the intersection of science and spirituality and a lot of the things we talk about um, I've always uh, loved science, and uh, I've always thought of science as uh, the search for the truth as opposed to just the truth, because we get to redefine things uh, as we discover them. And we're doing that today with Dr. Julia Mossbridge. We're talking about her book, The Premonition Code, The Science of Precognition, How Sensing the Future can change your life. So before we went to the break, uh, excuse me, uh, Julia, I asked the question because we were talking about, you know, time and, and precognition. And so my thought was, well, how do they intersect? How do time and precognition intersect? Yes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, so want, I so want more time to talk about this. <laughs> oh, Ah, okay, I'm going to try to condense this. Okay, um, as best you can. 
Yeah, I mean, the reason precognition is even a topic of interest to anyone is because we have this idea in the Western world and in some other areas, but for sure in the Western world, that time goes in one direction, so past, present, future, Mm -hmm. that things in the future we can't know about for sure, but but we can make guesses about. Mm-hmm. and that things in the past have already happened and can't be changed. And so those are sort of a set of our basic folk wisdom about time. Mm-hmm. So the reason precognition ends up mattering to people or being interesting is it doesn't. It seems to suggest that we can get information about future events and or that the past is changeable if you consider ourselves now as the, being the past of the future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So so because it makes us question or 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 shows us our own assumptions about time it's it's valuable um so that's that's part of the relationship between precognition and time Mm -hmm. and now the other part of it is the time travel piece i I think of precognition and also memory as mirror images in time of each other Mm. so so um memory i think of as mental time travel to the past and precognition i think of as mental time travel to the future and I'm sure that, I, I don't know why I'm sure of this, it's, it could be a precognition itself, but I have a great confidence, and I could be wrong, of course, but I have great confidence nonetheless that as we investigate time travel scientifically um, in the coming decade or so, we will recognize that one of the most efficient forms of time travel is mental time travel. So when, we, when people think of time travel, they often think of the scientific form of, uh, like, when I say scientific, I mean science fiction, I'll say, right. form of time travel, where you take a whole-bodied person with mm-hmm. all their memories and thoughts and personalities and you transport them literally to another time and and then they have their experiences. Mm-hmm. I think there are reasons to believe that that, if it can, if it can happen, is pretty far off, um, which doesn't mean that people aren't coming back from the future and doing just that right now. Who mm-hmm. knows, right? There's some stories about that that are interesting. Um, but what it what it would suggest is that First, we probably learn to master mental time travel, where you don't have to take a whole body. Mm. And then my guess is we we master informational time travel, where you can send information without the mind, but you send information to different points of time. My guess is then we master um, physical time travel without memory. So putting someone back in time who actually their memory of their past timeline is gone and they sort of wake up and think, okay, here I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My guess is that's going to be a lot easier than mastering sending someone back or forward in time with their full life history memory. So I think that time travel research will come in stages. And I think we're at the stage of mental time travel now, which is why I wrote this book with Teresa Mm. to try to support and and created the website because the website actually has a bunch of training tools to help people do mental time travel in a rigorous way for free Mm -hmm. so that we can build a community of people who are training themselves in this way Mm -hmm. and start, start moving forward on that, on that plan. So Mm -hmm. really it's part of the grand plan here. (laughs) We, we actually had talked uh, over the years, any number of times um, about this from kind of a, tangential point of view and that was through hypnosis that you know first um, they were out to prove that well if you hypnotize somebody you might be able to discover that a past life experience was real and you know it's always hard you got to go back in history and find something you know something that they didn't know about and yada 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 to prove it 
Um, and they had su some success with that, that there may be some continuity that way, and that would be kind of mental time travel to a different time. But then the big surprise was that they started doing it moving forward. Uh, now, I know designing the experiments were was difficult, but that was very fascinating. It kind of fits with what you're talking about, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think that there I think that just illustrates that there are many different approaches to this and my guess is we're going to need all the different approaches. Right. Yes. Uh I'm going to throw a, a question out there that may seem maybe irrelevant, but it keeps coming up for me and and that is where does belief enter into all of this? In other mm -hmm. words, if we believed, if we just simply believed that, you know, mental time travel was not only possible but doable, we would just be doing it. Yeah, is uh, that the it, realm of quantum physics? Yeah, kind of yeah. I mean, or, you know, it's like people told us we'd never find a place over here. A lot of people didn't believe we were going to do that. And we absolutely believed, like you told us about your, your house that you bought, that you, you were confident it was going to be yours. So where does belief enter into all this? Well, right. Um, so there's a couple interesting sort of ways to answer that question, so I'll try a couple of them. One is um, that we do know through at least two studies that precognitive skills as tested in the laboratory with a random number generator, mm -hmm. so that are clearly not about subconscious intuition about a future event, but are um, sort of genuine precognition, that those skills correlate well with belief. So mm -hmm. the more you believe, Mm -hmm. that precognition is real and something that you can you can experience the better you perform mm -hmm. on average. Mm -hmm. So there's that piece of it. Then there's another way, a backwards direction in time way to think of it, which is um, the reason certain people believe they're good at precognition is in the future they have proof of that. So they're, the people who take these uh, tests about how, how good, you know, you know, what do you think precognition is real and do you think you'll be good at it, they're asked that before they do the task. Mm. So it's possible that precognitively, <laughs> they know, right? <laughs> like, or maybe the reason you believed, I mean, so one way to think about it, the new age movement likes to say, um, the more you believe in something, the more it's likely to happen. And so there's almost a control thing, like you can manifest your, your destiny by believing in certain things. Mm -hmm. But I also like to think of it sometimes as you're completely out of control. Imagine if it's the future calling you forward. The reason you believed you were going to have a home there is because you were going to have a home there and you got the you got the message from the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Then the brain is more of a, um, like a radio receiver of mm -hmm. some sort, getting something from the... Getting these messages. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. And then the mind... But it might be getting the messages from itself. I mean, we have yeah. to remember we're talking about your future self and your present self, and both of them have a brain. Right. Yes. So could it be sending messages back and forth in time? Yes. It's just so fascinating. You know, we could spend hours talking about this, and I really want to encourage all of you listening today to really pick up this book, The Premonition Code. Um, it is fascinating information to learn and, and to play with. And, and the reason I said play too is when I started reading this and, and I kind of took it like really seriously in the beginning and I thought, wait a minute, you know, it wasn't quite gelling for me, but when I played more at it, it, yeah. it seemed to work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And so yeah. I want to encourage our listeners when they get the book to play with it, play with those possibilities and, uh, yeah. you know, and see what your future self might be willing to share with your present self. 
And, and, uh, and you know, yes, and so maybe this book in that way will be creating something that's already created, which is more investment in this kind of research. Yes, which would be fabulous. <laughs> I hope so. I sure hope so. Oh, yeah. we could learn a lot, right? We yes. could not only learn a lot, we could really help humanity and this planet a lot. Yeah. Well, I always think that yeah. with the advent of so much of artificial intelligence taking over a lot of the doingness of our lives, mm-hmm. um, the beingness, you know, these kinds of questions and things to, you know, if you want to call it play, things to play with, uh, you know, who we really are become much, much more important. Much more important. Well, we want to thank you so much, uh, Dr. Mossbridge, for being with us today, for taking the time to uh, participate in the book and for all the great research, et cetera, that you're doing. We wish you absolutely the best of everything. And thank you. Well, thank you. You, you betcha. You've been wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. And folks, we want to thank you, as always, for joining us here and listening and tuning in. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see all of you next time right here on Conscious Talk. Would you like to have a better flow of money in your life, or would you like more inspiration and creative ideas? How about having your body return to its natural healthy size and condition? Why not travel to the realm of the masters? You can do all of these while enjoying a relaxing, powerful, guided, meditative journey designed and led by me, Krista Gibson, publisher of New Spirit Journal. Guided meditative journeys can be a very powerful and effective way to improve your life. While you relax for about 20 minutes, you're led through an adventure in consciousness where you use your imagination and feelings to experience a greater connection to the answers you seek. Sometimes you meet and hear from guides or angels while listening to waves, a stream, or rain and thunder. Available as immediate MP3 downloads to your computer, these journeys could be your next step. Visit anoasisforyoursoul.com. That's anoasisforyoursoul.com. Conscious Talk. Radio that lights the way. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855.